0: It is my time, however, to enjoy the sounds of Tom Korski, managing editor over at Black Locks Reporter. And Tom, good news. We now have the date for the judicial inquiry into the use of the Emergencies Act. So shall we get our popcorn?
1: It's a big deal because as the judge heading the inquiry says, cabinet will be held to account really for the first time. There have been some ineffectual parliamentary hearings. Cabinet will be held to account for the first time on the big question. Why? Why would they invoke the Emergencies Act, declare a national emergency over some trucks that were in breach of parking bylaws outside of Parliament Hill? That's the big question.
0: Yeah, it's going to be run by a judge, and he says he will get accountability. Um, the thing is, though, will he get the actual evidence? I mean, the Trudeau government has been um, shy of handing over a lot of the documents that have not been completely blacked out with a big uh, black marker. So the stuff that we are already learning from these civil cases and what you guys have reported over at Blacklocks, I mean, that's only the the basic stuff. There's a lot more that needs to come out.
1: They have, and, and counsel for the commission has, uh, Public Order Emergency Commission as its formal title, they have said, uh, they have asked for cabinet documents, and cabinet has said, yes, that's not a concession, by the way. They don't have a choice, because otherwise the commission would just go to court, get a court order, and now, now you're fighting the law. Those documents the commission gets cannot be redacted, and they will be made public. It's, we have a question as to whether they'll be put on their website so everyone in the country with a, an Internet dial-up can see exactly what happened, when, and why. But cabinet has a lot to answer for, Alex. There's been no coherent explanation to date. There really has not been. We look. We spent five months chasing every bogus theory about Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, you know, about uh, associating truckers with violent crime and various horrific incidents. They tried to burn down a building. It was all disproven. It was all baloney. They have to come up with something and it has to be good.
0: Yeah, otherwise, Marco Mendicino is going to be under that very crowded bus, which I don't know how many more people can go under it, but uh, maybe oh, we'll buy find, another one. Don't
1: find room for Marco, trust me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Meanwhile, maybe makes some room for Omar. Uh Omar Al-Gabra, the uh, transport minister, what do you know? You guys have documents saying that he knew last spring that the airport security workforce was short-staffed by Twenty five percent. And uh, you guys got this in briefing notes. And remember, Al Gavra at the time when he was being questioned about this, of course, it was our fault because we forgot how to travel. But no, no, they knew.
1: They knew May 13th. May uh, Remember that date? His staff says in a briefing note, oh, by the way, uh, all those airport security screeners, federally regulated employees who were laid off during the pandemic when air travel crashed. Well, a quarter of them got another job and they didn't come back. You're down a quarter. You're down one out of four airport screeners, Omar he was told that 3 months ago what did they do well uh, we see what they did actually yeah. you can Blame see everyone the line up snaking through the terminals at pearson mm-hmm. one of them it's uh, honestly i had to go through pearson a couple of weeks ago it was absolutely it was like flying through the third world it was unbelievable <laughs> yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, so it's not enough for the feds to say oh oh how shocking it was uh, if only we had known they did know
0: Well, they did. And he's going to have to explain um, this. uh, Well, I'll call it a lie, but uh, this little inconvenient mistruth. Uh, But he's going to have to explain that to MPs at a hearing. That's on August 22nd. I think it's also going to be televised, no?
1: Uh Commons Transport Committee. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. And, you know, the Canadian Air Transport Security Authority, that's the federal agency responsible for the screeners, they've already said in, in committee uh, testimony, this wasn't about money. Never mind that, because that's the old excuse in Ottawa. You know, we're not very good, but if only we could get 15% more in our budget, then look yeah. out world. No, they, <laughs> already said, the agency said it. it wasn't about money. This was about management. They screwed it up.
0: Yeah. No, for, no no forethought. No, um, gee, what happens when the pandemic ends? Nothing. They just didn't do their job. Um, this, issue, this issue is not getting enough uh, attention. It really bothers me because this does have such sweeping implications for every single Canadian. But BC11, this is the uh, government censorship of the Internet. It's really heating up. And Cabinet was warned this week that the CRTC has too much powers under a YouTube regulation bill. So this coalition of unions, we're talking publishers, I guess, at the Actors Guild. So we're talking the creative types are coming forward. And they're saying, look, uh, we're going to join the other critics on the other side of this, but this goes way too far um, of censoring, you know, on the government's uh, behalf.
1: What's really interesting about that, Alex, is these are people who generally support the bill. The bill is about money. Yeah,
0: these are people that would normally be offended by everything, and now they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the, you
1: stuff. know, the, 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 the bill C-11 is about money. It's about trying to get some, some money from Netflix, Disney+, YouTube, to uh, pay for Canadian production. That's fine. The downside is it's the first bill in Canadian history that regulates the Internet. That's a problem. And these groups point out, you're giving uh, the unelected Canadian Radio, Television, Telecommunications Commission, the federal regulator of airwaves, unbelievable power, meeting Mm. in secret to regulate communications between one Canadian and another, which is what the internet is. It's not broadcasting. And when you have friends of cabinet or this bill saying... Easy, easy on the, uh, on the power grab by the CRTC, whose chief executive, by the way, is a former telecom lobbyist. This mm-hmm. is not a free speech guy. That's a lot of worries.
0: Yeah. And that, that, it's in the Senate's hand right now. Uh, so the, really, the only saving grace that we have is the Senate to do its job and actually have some sober second thought.
1: And there have been other Internet uh, bills that have failed. This would be the third uh, third iteration by cabinet. And why do they always fail? Well, cabinet doesn't have the votes. They still don't. And there are people, very serious people of all political stripes, who have a very strong feeling about free expression in our country, Alex. Government hands off the Internet. There's a lot of people who feel very strongly about that.
0: Yeah, it wasn't lost on me the irony of Justin Trudeau speaking about the importance of free speech and Selman Rushdie fighting for that one. I'm like, really, guy? You might want to sit this one out, but uh, boy, oh, boy. Got to talk about this one. So the Federal IT Department Shared Services Canada spent 50 grand, interviewed 58 computer students to ask if they want to work in Ottawa, and they said they rated it, quote, bureaucratic, boring, and hierarchical. I can't say that word. Hierarchical. Uh, You'll fix me on that one because it's a word I can never say. Uh, But nonetheless, it doesn't have cool factor. They'd rather work in the private sector. But they also cited potential irreconcilable ideological differences with the government of power. Did no one tell them you're not supposed to have an ideology when you're in the public service? That
1: that was odd, wasn't it? But it was, yeah. No, it was 50,000 to interview, uh, like you say, 58 computer kids. Boring, hierarchical, rigid, (laughs) and bureaucratic. I think they nailed it, Alex.
0: But you uh, get paid really well. You'll never lose your job. You get a massive pension with benefits.
1: Yes, yeah, no, I'm go with boring and rigid. Yeah, no, <laughs> you nailed it, kids.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but nonetheless, you know, it, uh, I don't know. I mean, the the public service, as you know, is the sector is so bloated right now, more bloated than ever before. How are they going to recruit these youngins?
1: they actually worry about it Did you know that we see that in internal memos all the time the uh, treasury board which is responsible for hiring etc you'd say what this should be the ha- this should be sh- the happiest workplace on earth they have a lot <laughs> of worries and one of them is uh, the uh, uh, public service is quite gray and there's not a lot of young people i know this is a shock who come out of post secondary education and say look out i am coming to ottawa and i'm going to do my bit for the country that that has really passed that was a 1970 thing it's not like that Mm. anymore
0: if they were set up in toronto though oh they would flock to it like could you imagine if parliament were in toronto like eh, the city that is not asleep um they would all flock to it maybe that would be the 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 game changer but uh, nonetheless all right yeah, to, I know
1: to, Toronto has, you know, Ottawa has things, too.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Other than the river, we, what?
1: We we have sidewalks. We have parks. We, we <laughs> Boring and You're rigid. You're still allowed
0: to gather Never in them? Yeah, there you that go.
1: Should be our, I think that should be our city motto, boring and rigid.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's totally predictable. Tom, always appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Alex.
0: That is Tom Korski, the managing editor of Black Locks Reporter. They get the goods. Of course, subscription-based, but uh, not a penny wasted on that one. He always gets really good stuff. This is The Alex Pearson Show. You're listening to 640 Toronto.